Hey everyone and welcome to Already Cancelled, I am Peter and that is Tara and we are going to talk about the Twilight Zone, the classic Twilight Zone, the original series. It is a nice place to visit as the episode which is episode 28 of season 1. 28. Um, Look at this. I think the highest number I've gotten to in one TV, like one TV season is Star Trek season 1 which had 29. So I only have one more and then we're going to be to the highest number I've ever done on a review. <laughs> I'm not used to it. It's weird. Yeah, I know. We're going to get into the 30s. Yes. Yes, yeah, but so older than me. That's great. <laughs> what? I made it about me, not about you. I did that mm -hmm. strategically. Anyway, what is this episode about? This episode is about a thief named Rocky who is shot by the police after he robs a jewellery store, although he immediately drops all of his jewels on the floor as soon as he leaves the store, which really annoyed me. I'm like, what are you doing? You just This is the reason you're doing this, is the bag of jewels, and you just dropped them all. You just threw them to the ground as if they're nothing. It's not like, it's not like they were a big heavy bag that were slowing him down. It's like a little sock. <laughs> well, I mean, he has his priorities. Yeah, his priority is to turn and shoot and then get shot. Uh, notably with no uh, damage at all to his jacket or anything like that. There was no squibs. Or, I've, I've mentioned this before, but it's something that I really noticed in these old shows. Yeah. Is that there's no damage. But anyway, the main plot of the episode, though, is that he missed Pip, which is essentially an angel or this show's fifth or sixth embodiment of death, because we've had a lot of mm -hmm. death-like characters. Uh, he shows up and essentially says, hey, you're actually in the afterlife. He doesn't say that right away, because our, our Rocky takes a while to realise that that's what's happened, that he's dead, because he just thinks he's, he's like being propositioned by this weird fat guy. But Mr. Pip shows him to a nice apartment, this nice luxurious home, and basically says, oh, I can get you anything you want. Food, money, women, I'll get you all of it. Um, and of course, by the time we get about halfway through the episode, he realises at the ad break that he is, in fact, in the afterlife, and he can have whatever he wants. And there you mm -hmm. go. Uh, also, I won't, I won't say what it is yet, but I will say that at the end of last episode, when we were talking about this next time, we guessed the exact twist that was going to happen. Uh, <laughs> to the point where, not only did we compare it to a modern show, that I'm not going to say because I don't want to spoil that show, the scene I even... I did. <laughs> in the last episode, they may not have watched last last episode. I guess it's true. To the point where the moment it's revealed actually plays like the scene in that new show. To the point where I'm I convinced know. they were inspired by this episode so yeah me too so yeah uh nice place to visit tara what did you think of the episode i liked it <laughs> i liked it put that yeah. in the box <laughs> <laughs> hey mikey i like it ta anyway. ta tara of male fuzz 2019 <laughs> <sighs> yeah uh it's it's decent. I mean, even though we predicted the twist before we watched it, I still liked how it played out. I was really surprised at how sexual this episode is. Like, I, really kind of raunchy. Yeah, I noted that as well. Uh, the, at one point, uh, one of the, the women who aren't real, anyone who's like, created in his afterlife, are just essentially, they're, they're basically, I mean, obviously they would never have said this at the time, but I'm going to use a modern term to describe them. I'm going to call them NPCs uh, in a video game. That's what they are. Yeah, they're hollow. They're they're yeah. like, even if you, even if they're giving you what you want, there's nothing like there to it, you know. So it it doesn't, it's never going to seem real. Hmm. Yeah. Uh. So, yeah. At one point, one of the women who are who are there, like, you know, they've just finished playing a 
game of cards or something or getting him a drink or whatever and she says is there anything else you'd like me to do and it goes it does this like close-up of her face yeah she's like is there anything else i can do for you and you're just mm-hmm. like <laughs> like it, it's very clearly hinting uh it, it, you know it's sex that yeah. is, and obviously sex, yeah. It's not that extreme, I thought, by present-day standards, but it's just weird because how much this Twilight Zone up until now has outright hinted at sex in this way. Where if At one point, Rocky... There was a sex doll episode. (laughs) That's true, but they they, they very conveniently avoided talking about sex or any physical things that he might have been doing with it. We all know why the doll was there. Do you not recall us cracking the the, the very joke because they weren't bringing it up? It was like, yeah, we, we know that head's full of jizz yeah just an incredible amount of sperm it should have exploded like a water balloon <laughs> <laughs> maybe she has like a an empty an emptying system where you can like drain her or i don't know anyway <laughs> <laughs> also i dropped a reference in there to a film called the incubus which uh we did as a bonus episode of screams after midnight for anyone who's uh seen that on patreon <laughs> the uh, incredible amount it's of sperm the was, was the line uh, that was the reference um, but yeah and even at one point Rocky says uh, when he realises what's going on he's like oh you know Joe, I'm going to do now I'm going to go I'll play some more games of blackjack or uh, roulette and then I'll, I'll go and mess around with the dames and I'm like yeah I mean that's pretty yeah I'm just not really beating around the bush too much it's, it's, it's... yeah I wonder if that was like an issue or anything when they aired it because I mean it's CBS right at this time yeah and all that even now they don't play raunchy shows they just play cop shows and it's not even just one either he has three at all times like it's it's clearly setting up that he's 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 going to live out his sex fantasies he's got three women who are all like adoring him and obviously we don't see anything but yeah it does hint a lot yeah and even though we don't see like bullets or anything there's still a bit of implied violence like in Mm. the very opening shot when he's robbing a store you see like this old man in the background with like a He's got a spotlight on him, so it's hard to miss him. And he's just like kind of moving around like he's in a lot of pain. You're like, he knocked out like an old man. He's just like dying in the background. It's horrible. (laughs) Yeah. And and I think what's interesting to me for this episode is that obviously that the story here, and it's quite obvious where it's going quite early on, outside of just the, the twist that we talked about, is the idea that it's going to be about him getting bored because there's no everything's just happening yeah. the way he wants it there's no chance there's no risk of loss there's no the, the people aren't real you know everything isn't yeah. real um well even even pip's like do you want to lose because i can set that up too and he's like well no because now i know it's not me actually losing it's just it's all planned it's all what's funny to me about that though again from a modern perspective and going back to video games is i'm like what is it basically describing now at this point as a video game and even though I'm not saying I'd be satisfied to live in this fake world, for all, I, I wouldn't be bored in a week. Like, I, I would be like, well, you know, okay, it's like a video game. I'll just, I'll play the game. <laughs> yeah, set up the, the chance of me losing and I can try again. Because, see, when he's talking towards the end where he's like, oh, you, you miss the, the risk of being a, a thief. You miss the, you know, the, the thrill of robbing places. How about you go around, to, well, there's a bank around the corner. You can go rob the bank. You can set yeah. it up. And all I could think was, this is making me think of something like Hitman, the video game, where you have to plan out your mission. You have to go in. And I'm like... Like, it was reminding me not so much like maybe the the scene with like the girls yeah were kind of like uh like npcs like you said but i was more reminded of the other early episode with the guy who couldn't die and therefore had sure. no joy out of anything 
I thought it was just going to be about focusing on that oh, for sure. the most part, just like, or, or even the, um, the one with the, the, the guy, the more recent one we watched where the actor is, uh, thinks that he's his character and then he's in this world where he has everything and he doesn't want it because it, it's more of like a you know be careful what you wish for or these extravagances don't really oh, sure, mean no, anything like, if they don't have that, that if is, you don't work for them you know that is clearly the intention of the episode i'm not saying what i'm saying is the intention i am just saying it's what it made me think of obviously they weren't thinking about video games but this is just in a modern context this is how i was relating it in my my mind to things i was like right. this wouldn't be that bad for i mean, I mean you wouldn't be that bored this quickly like if, you, if you're used to playing video games like okay sure it's fake but like you can st- you can still play the game <laughs> like still set up the wins and losses and Try, try and game the system because to me when he kept he kept winning at roulette and he was, he was all happy at first but it was really obvious that when he you know he came back the second time that okay he's bored of winning all the time he goes up to the slot machine uh guest starring of course from the uh the fever the earlier episode and he he, he yanks it and it just starts pouring money he's, he's like oh, i don't care and he just walks off like it's the same in a video game though right like if the game's too easy there's no fun like is mm-hmm. like like sure cheap modes can be fine for a little bit although they're kind of died out now to be fair but like ultimately what makes a game fun is the is the challenge and the the, the struggle to succeed <laughs> well you said cheating dice like loaded dice no che- just said cheat said? codes i said cheat codes oh cheat codes or cheat modes oh, okay. i said rather i said cheat modes was the exact phrase yeah well there's still like a, a chance of getting <clears throat> caught that would be exhilarating like even if you were cheating in the game like, but there's still there's nothing there, you know. There's no chance of getting caught, so it's yeah. I mean, you're right. It's just <laughs> yes. I guess. Like, <laughs> I'm just I'm just compared it to. I mean, do to we know thing. that he was there for a week only? Yeah, he mentions that it's been a week. Oh, it's only been a week. Yeah. Okay. He mentions it's been a week when he when he calls Pip back at towards the end. Uh, it's been a week because uh, the ad break happens after you because there's a lot of stuff early on where he thinks that Pip's some weird guy who's trying to like hustle or, or something like that and it, it, when he takes him to the uh, the apartment he he tries to shoot him and it doesn't work he thinks that the, you know, he gets like mm-hmm. a steak and like you know like a full meal served to him and he thinks it's poisoned he thinks whoever's doing this must be trying to like kill him or something like that and then the, what makes him believe it is that he tries to shoot Pip um and he says, oh, Bulletproof Vesti, I'll try the head then, and it doesn't work. And I, th- I thought to myself, come on, Rocky, if it was a Bulletproof Vest, there'd still be holes in his jacket. Come on, <laughs> don't, don't be a silly sausage. Yeah, or he's just gone full Stormtrooper and he can't aim for shit anymore. Uh, well, he hits the lamp. I mean, I, I like that. I like that he tests his aim afterwards. He's like, okay, I'll just make sure this gun's not Yeah, that's rigged. true. That was, a, that was a fun little touch. Yeah, he, he checks. Because uh, the, the, the way I was kind of reading it, before it got to the second half where it was like he was getting bored because he could win all the time, because uh, in the first half, everything he asked for was to do with money. He asked for a million dollars. He asked to yeah, win it. Yeah, he's know, like, here you go. Programs. He asked for it in 5Gs. 5G bills, I think he said, yeah. Yeah. Is there such Which a thing is... as a $5,000 bill? I've never seen one i if if there is i don't think they're still in print is there such a thing as a one thousand dollar bill i don't know i don't I, think so. i would have thought so i thought a hundred yeah, so i think a hundred is the, the most maybe there used to be yeah maybe i'm trying to think unless uh, g stands for gangster <laughs> so we'd ask for a million dollars though 
Yeah, but I, the point I thought I was going to make though is that he keeps asking for money, and all I could think was money has no value here. You could just get whatever you want. Like money's irrelevant. But I guess that ties into the idea of the. I thrill. think he's still like figuring out where he is and what. Oh sure, what but I I, th- I thought the point then was going to be that uh, that's what. Or I mean, I thought it was going to be more about the perceived value of the chase. Mm-hmm. Uh, but obviously, once it got to the actual point of the episode, it ma- became clear that it was more just tying into the idea of like. He thinks he needs yeah. money to succeed to have the things he wants when he doesn't in this world. He doesn't need any money at all. It's just irrelevant. That but money he- is as useless as the money that he wins in the casino or the stupid slot machine from the fever that luckily didn't speak this time. Didn't speak this time. That's true. I thought you were going to make more of a metaphor. I didn't realize you were going to pick different types of money. <laughs> I thought you were going to say <laughs> that that money is just as useless as the the toilet paper. <laughs> actually it's less useful because the toilet paper still has a use I trying to think of something else that was well I mean it's just hollow right it means nothing just like the women actually that's, that? that's a good question actually does he still need to poop hmm is he still a functioning body in that sense well if he really is in the good place then yes because there's nothing like a good poop <laughs> that's true that's true <laughs> yes I'm, I'm, I'm trying my damnedest not to crack a joke that you know I can make and I'm not going to do it on air. <laughs> but let's just say there's a poop jokes to be made. Yeah, well, as you get older, you realize, you know, <coughs> you don't take a good poop for granted. <laughs> not that old tea, come on. Come on. Oh, so kind of you to say. <laughs> I may have gotten into trouble right so characteristic of you to say. <laughs> I may have gotten into trouble earlier uh, for making an old age joke, so I'll be extra nice about it. Um, so we, we, you know, we, we see him go through this, and then he realizes that he can ask for whatever he wants. And we go to the ad break, we come back, we see him in the casino, and he debates why he was allowed in here. Like, why is he in? He assumes he's in heaven. And obviously, when he first says that, Pip's about to say something, and he never actually gets to finish his sentence. But he has, he's like, okay, well, why did I get in here? Can I check? Like, he's like, well, there's a records. There's a, there's a records, like, yeah. hall. Um, which is this, like, fancy, like, stairs that just lead up to a bunch of failing cabinets. And then there's, like, more stairs to more failing cabinets afterwards. Um, Do you think it's a set from, or the stairs that they used from, um... Why can't I think of the episode name? Time the enough Murder. at last. Yes. There you go. <laughs> Um, I, th- I think it probably is. In fact, not only that, I think they did a little trick here where, because they're walking up the steps, right? And you can see the failing cabinets at yeah. the top. When they get up there and then you see behind them, there's like more like more flat surface and then more steps. I'm pretty sure they're just backed out at the bottom of the same steps. Like they're yeah, just... definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the old camera trick, but uh, good all the same. So he That's looks cute. through his thing and he's done nothing but bad. He's done bad things since he was like seven. It's like nothing I but... I know. The first thing he lists off is... Uh, slaughtered a puppy at age six, like, ugh. Yeah, his, his attitude is like, well, of course, it bit me. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. So like if you didn't want to, if you, if you at all wanted to like him, it's gone. Mm-hmm. Nobody slaughters puppies. That's yeah. why Cruella DeVille is the worst, most evil villain of all time. Uh has to kill puppies. A hundred and one of them. Where's the debate? She's the worst human. She's your worst villain of all time. Huh. I'll try to think. I'll try. 
I'm trying to think if over a hundred of them. I know. I'm trying to try to think if it was a movie Look at where that little face over there. <laughs> it's kind of hard to see. I'm trying to think if there's a movie where the villains try to kill a cat. Oh, Young Einstein. Young Einstein. You mean Frankenstein? Uh, Yahoo Serious. <laughs> all I remember is I haven't seen it since I was a kid. But all I remember is that he saves this pie or like he takes a pie out of an oven and opens it up and like these kittens come out of it. <laughs> like someone was trying to make a kitten pie and he saves them. Aww. I don't know. I think that's the right movie. Oh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> I will not tolerate. I mean, I don't like cruelty against dogs, but I will certainly not tolerate cruelty against cats. <laughs> Not right, Firefly. Well, I'm sure Cruella Deville, if she could have, would make a, a kitten coat. You're right, she's the worst. She's, she's the, worst. the worst. worst. Take care of her with a rocket launcher. You've, had, you've got my permission. Uh, Nuke her from orbit. It's the only <laughs> way to be sure. They can bill me. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Two can play at the aliens quoting game. <laughs> he is getting kind of bored. Uh, obviously he gets bored after this scene with the records and we cut to the week later and he's just unsatisfied he kicks the ladies out of his room he calls Pip and this is where they get the conversation about oh maybe you can you know rob something you, know, you can get, get the thrill of the chase again kind of thing and it's like wait well what's the point if everyone's going to know if everyone's like an actor in on it or if everyone's aware that I'm going to do it there used to be a chance that I'm going to be caught yada 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 and it's like, it doesn't make sense. It was, was there a mix-up or something? Like, why, why am I in heaven and not the other place? I, maybe I should go to the other place. Maybe that'd be better. And this is where the reveal comes where he's like, you're not in heaven. This is the other <laughs> place. And then he just starts laughing maniacally as, as Rod Serling goes to narration. Um, yeah. Uh, and it makes some sense. Like, this idea that they know... Because if I was to make an assumption based on what's on this episode as to what the heaven is actually like, I would assume that it's just as magical you can get what you want, but you're sharing it with other people. You're probably... Whereas hell here seems to just be that, you know, you're on your own. You do not meet another living... Or not living, that's not the right word, but another real person. Another soul. Another soul, <laughs> yes. Uh, you know, you just get to see Mr. Just Pip. because we don't have them doesn't mean I can't remember. You... Well, we have souls. What are you talking about? The only, the only male fuzz member does not have a soul is Connor, for obvious reasons. My mother is ginger. Also, Do I only have half a soul? <laughs> you ever seen the Stephen King movie, The Dark Half? No. No. No reason. Uh, so that is uh, that is episode 28 of Twilight Zone. How did you feel about the episode overall? Like, like how do you... I think this episode is kind of fun. It's It's does remind me a lot of the guy who was invincible for a little while and then kept trying to kill himself just for fun, just to feel something. And that one was also just like a fun watch. Yeah. Um, I, I think the lesson's pretty good. And I like uh, I like the main character a lot. I love the scene where he's like really trying hard to think of one nice thing that he's done in his life and he just can't. Like he's struggling <laughs> so hard. <laughs> Yeah. I think uh, the comedy works. I think it's a really risque episode. You know, I don't think we're going to see one like that again. Uh, for a time period. I don't know. Maybe, maybe by 1964 or whatever, when we get to like season five, like things have loosened yeah. up a little bit. I don't know. Um, do, do you like I don't think you said if you liked it or not. Um, I think it's a fun watch. I, I agree with that. I think it's... 
bizarrely, because it because the message is like so clear from early on with where it's going, I think it ultimately can't be one of the great episodes. I think it's like, oh, it's just a solid fun watch. You know, if I'm if I'm rating it, it's probably a solid seven. You know, like that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I think uh, Rocky's delightfully kind of a scumbag, and yeah, I like that. Um, I also like that all the rooms, all the rooms kind of shake. Because oh. when they close the doors and stuff. Yeah, it's just when he slams the door, it's when he kicks the three ladies out, he slams the door and the entire oh, wall yeah, shakes. Did. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, this isn't a set, it's just all built out of plywood. <laughs> yeah. But I like that kind of stuff too. It's sort of endearing. It's like watching an Ed Wood movie. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Which you would uh know more about if you um would watch Ed Wood and not be a, a boob about Tim Burton films. Hey, hey, hey. What Are you day, done? What Over you there? Me? Look, sometimes a beard hair gets in the mouth, okay? And you have to take care of it. Oh, I know. Where are we? Where are we? Oh, yeah. Next time. What does Rod Selling say at the end? Uh, so he's, he's in another, on another set. set. Yeah, that's two in a row. He's on, on the set instead of just in a, in a, a blank room with a chair. Uh, he's in, he's in a, uh, just an apartment, just a simple little apartment. And we're getting an episode, he says, about two, just about a husband and wife. And that was basically he did say it was one part fairy tale and one part terror was the the way he mentioned it. So here's the description on IMDb for a nightmare as a child is the title, uh, and it's not that one with the evil kid that you you might jump to. <laughs> I don't think that's season one. Yeah, I think that's season two. Uh, the Billy Mummy one. Yeah, uh, a school teacher keeps seeing a strange little girl in her apartment building. Oh, so it's like a straight up little horror story. those haven't gone too well for us so far yeah that's true that's true i mean i didn't hate the the one with the woman that kept appearing in the guy's dream but i know you did yeah i wasn't into that i just i didn't feel like it had i knew what it was doing (laughs) if i'm honest but we haven't really had a lot of horror straight up horror episodes maybe that one in the uh the woman in the car hitchhiker yeah, the hitchhiker, but also scary because of the situation I was in, which was eerily similar to hers. Yes, yes, it was, it was like days before you made that similar trip. Uh, yeah, like the exact same drive. Yeah, so yeah, that was a bit weird. But hey, uh, so Nightmare as a Child next time uh, on, our, on our Twilight Zone discussions. Hopefully you enjoyed this one. You can let us know what you thought of the episode in the comments below. You can like and subscribe all that stuff. You guys on the Twitter is at mail underscore fuzz for channel updates. If you want to support the show, you can rate the podcast on the podcast app that you use. Apple Podcasts being the most common one that folk tend to. Uh, five stars, all that jazz helps us out a lot. Tara, where can people support us financially? You can check out our Patreon page. It's patreon.com slash TV. You can donate as little as a dollar per month and that gets you bonus episodes of things that we do like the ACE, the Atomic Cinema Experiment, which is our science fiction movie discussion that we do um so if you like science fiction and twilight zone you can check that out perfectly timed <laughs> perfectly timed <laughs> uh, for those at home i took that 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 30 second window to uh blow my nose uh, away from the mic because i'm yes. sick if, if anyone's not aware of this i'm Peter sick right now sick. yes but i'm here anyway because dedication and that was Twilight Zone episode 28. We'll see you next time for Nightmares of Child. Uh, but thank you, again once, thank you once again for watching or listening. We always appreciate it. And keep watching TV, guys, in the Twilight Zone.